Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there. Welcome to the program. My name is Gary Simak. It is so great to be back with you today. Um, you know, this this sounds kind of strange. We are going back into ordinary time today. I, I know we it, it hasn't been too long since we uh, we went into Advent, I guess, what, the end of November, early December. We went into Advent, then we went into the Christmas season. But this week, we're back in ordinary time. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like a long time since we've done this. Uh, but here we are. We're here for a few weeks, five weeks or so, until we go into Lent. Yes, we are not too far away from Lent. And if you haven't done it before, get ready for Give Up Worry for Lent. I'm going to be doing that again this year in the podcast, in my daily email reflection, through my parish missions. Uh, yeah, I'll be around. You're going <laughs> to hear a lot of me um, when when we... Um, start talking about giving up worry for Lent. But this week, as we enter back into ordinary time, the message is responding to the call. Jesus calls us every day, calls us to follow him, typically in the ordinary circumstances of our lives. It's oftentimes, I would say more often than not, not a glamorous call. It's call. He's calling us to follow him in the ordinary activities of our day. Uh, sometimes he calls us to step out in sort of an extraordinary way, possibly. But for the most part, it's just doing what you're supposed to be doing, being Jesus to others around us and and living the life that he has called us to live. You know, called to, we're called to live a holy life based on our state in life, whatever that may be. For me, it's as a husband and a father with my also my work at the, as an evangelist, as a radio uh, broadcaster, as an author, as a speaker. It's all mixed in together, but ultimately I am called to imitate Jesus, to be Jesus in the ordinary circumstances of my life. There have been times when I've been looking for something more glamorous, and I'm, you know, look, I'm sure I'm not alone. It happens. We're all looking for that uh, that uh, big call, that um, a lot of times we're looking for that big call, but it's ordinary stuff. It is ordinary circumstances in which the Lord typically calls us to serve him. So we're going to hear that today. We're going to hear that in the readings. We're going to hear Jesus calling. We're going to see examples of responding to that call. So what do we do? How do we respond 
when he calls to us. We will look at, uh, we will read and discuss these Mass readings for the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. And through the help of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to pray in a minute, and I'll ask the Holy Spirit for help, I'm going to try to send you, the, deliver the message to you that the Lord wants me to deliver. And that is so, that is so important to me, that dependence on the Holy Spirit. I, I know what I can do. And if you know me personally, or maybe you're able to, to catch some of it through the program, uh, y- you know what I can do on my own without the Lord. And it's not much, but that's okay. Because I've learned to accept the fact that Jesus can use me to do his work in spite of all my weaknesses. So I'm going to ask for his help today, his guidance, as we read and discuss these Mass readings for the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. So why don't we do this? Why don't we start the program as we always do by turning to our Heavenly Father in prayer? Let's just pause for a minute and think of the fact that we are in the presence of God the Father right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. You know, Father, that alone is a privilege, it's an honor, it's um, it's something that we shouldn't take lightly. I realize that. Unfortunately, sometimes I do take it lightly. I, I hate to say it, but Father, since you all know th- you know all things, I can't pull a fast one on you, I have to be honest, and say that, yeah, I do take you for granted sometimes. I don't want to, but it happens. So today, I want to be really intentional intentional about placing myself in your presence as I lead this prayer spoken to you, Father. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for providing for all of our needs. Thank you, Father, for allowing us the opportunity to address you in prayer, to praise you, to worship you, to thank you, to apologize to you, and to ask you for what we need. And we come before you this day, Father, doing all of that. We're sorry if we've messed up in any way. Please grant us the grace to do better in the future, to act in a way that would please you. We pray, Father, that we can stay close to you, that we can see you in the midst of our ordinary circumstances. Even though you're invisible, we pray that we can see you through the eyes of faith and become more aware of just how real you are, Father. We ask you to bless us and our family and friends. We lift up anybody who has asked for our prayers. We lift up those who are hurting today those who are lonely, those who are grieving, those who have become hopeless, those who are struggling with anxiety, those who are regretting a past mistake, those who fear the future, those who don't know they need you, Father, those who might be headed down the wrong path, those who feel that a life of crime is the only option. Those who are in danger of dying in the state of mortal sin. Father, we lift up all these people. We ask you to bless them. We ask you to protect them. We ask you to provide for their needs. Most of all, we ask you to open their hearts 
so that they would be willing to enter into a deeper relationship with you. Father, today I ask you to give me the words. This is a big job for me. I can't do it without your help. Please send your spirit to give me the words today. And please open up all of our hearts and all of our minds to hear your message and to act on it. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak. Welcome to the program. We do this 30-minute show once each week, and then I also do a five-minute daily podcast, which you can subscribe to. Uh, That's Monday through Friday. Uh, And then, and again, this show is the weekend show. I also have a daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, which you can sign up for. All of that's free of charge, and you can go to followingthetruth.com to find out more information. You can also find out how to bring me in as a speaker at your parish or your conference by going to followingthetruth.com. In addition, information about all my books is there as well. Now, in the weeks to come, I I teased it at the beginning of the show, we're going to be talking more about my my best-selling book. This is out of 13 books, this one has sold the most. Give up worry for Lent. I, I, the, the book has absolutely blessed me, and I know it's blessed many people uh, as well, based on the responses that I'm getting. We're going to hear. We'll be talking more about it in a few weeks, but it, it's probably a good time to pick up a copy of Give Up Worry for Lent. We have run into distribution uh, problems in the past. Uh, especially once I start doing the national radio shows talking about it. So if you want to get a copy, now would be a good time to do it. The easiest thing to do is go to my website, followingthetruth.com, and you'll see all links to all my books there uh, with information on how to purchase them, followingthetruth.com. All right, let's get right into these um, these mass readings now. Again, this is from the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. Now remember, we'll be in Ordinary Time for a few more weeks before we head into Lent. Lent, uh, Ash Wednesday is February 14th, Valentine's Day this year, and that's when we launch into Lent. So about five weeks or so. Let's look at the readings now. And again, the message, at least the message that I feel the Lord is giving me today is responding to the call. Jesus calls, but it's up to us to respond. Amen? You know, we don't have to respond, but he calls us to respond in various ways often in the ordinary. Let's read these readings. Let's talk about it. John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. I'll do what I always do on the show and start with the gospel. Let's really lay it out on the line initially with the gospel. Let's let the gospel lead the way. John was standing, and this is John the Baptist we hear of. John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Now, quick stop here and just let's talk about that for a minute. You see what John did? He pointed these two disciples. John the Baptist pointed these two disciples to Jesus, which is something we're all called to do. And it was very simple. Behold the Lamb of God. There he is. There's the Lamb of God, the Messiah. They heard what he said, and they followed Jesus based on what John said, John's endorsement, John's recommendation. Pretty neat, isn't it? And, you know, like for for us, um, I think it's always a good um, exercise, if you want to call it that, to, to just look at 
to look at our lives, at what we're doing by our words, by our actions, by our deeds, and, and ask the question, am I leading people to Jesus? Because as a Christian, that's what I am called to do. Now, for me, it gets tricky because I do it in a public way, you know, on this show, in my writing, in my speaking, but that's, it can't end there. So I have to look at it in my home. Am I drawing my wife and my kids to Jesus? How about my fellow parishioners at my parish? How about the people I meet in the store? How about my extended family? You know, and it's, it's something that I really think we should constantly be asking ourselves. Am I drawing people? Am I leading people to Jesus? Or, and this is the ugly thing, am I pushing them away? And oftentimes by our words, by our actions, by our, by, you know, what we say and do, we sometimes unintentionally push people away from Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, what are you looking for? They said, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So now here we have the invitation from Jesus. John the Baptist pointed these two, uh, as of now, unnamed disciples to Jesus. And Jesus said to them, come and see, come follow me. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him about uh, they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Now we're going to start to see some identification of these two as up until this point in time unnamed disciples. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. So we know one of them was Andrew. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. So now Andrew went to get Simon, his brother, and bring him to Jesus. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Okay, so we know one of the disciples of John the Baptist, because John the Baptist had his own disciples before the arrival of, of Jesus. One of them was Andrew, who subsequently went to get his brother, Peter, and drew him to Jesus. Um, who was the other one? Tradition has it, and it, it's really, I think, based upon this line. Now, remember, this is John the Evangelist and Apostle, Apostle who was writing this, not John the Baptist, but John the Evangelist, and based upon the fact that he noted that it was four o'clock in the afternoon. In other words, that that fact is not really is really not pertinent to this story, other than to give you an idea that this was an eyewitness and he remembered it. This happened at four in the afternoon. This was a big thing. So for that reason, it's often believed that John, the evangelist and soon to be apostle, is the other disciple of John the Baptist, who along with Andrew were called by Jesus and followed him. Now. So what we see here are people leading others to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, and then Jesus taking over, calling those who were sent to him, and those individuals responding to the call. So it's really a combination here. You know, I'm, I'm calling the, the title of this show Responding to the Call, but there's also an idea of or concept of leading others to Jesus so that they can respond to the call. Sharing Jesus with others. Maybe we could call it that also. Let's look at the first reading now, and we'll see another example of someone 
leading someone to the Lord, but that individual who's led to the Lord has to respond. 1 Samuel chapter 3, beginning in verse 3, Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said, go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he called. He said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son, go back to sleep. We see what's happening here. Samuel does not realize that it's actually the Lord calling him. He's thinking that Eli, who is there sleeping in the temple with them, is the one calling him. Eli hasn't made the connection yet either. He just keeps sending Samuel back to bed, saying, hey, I didn't call you. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not yet revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time, getting up and going to Eli. He said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So Eli finally understands that this is the Lord calling Samuel. So he said to Samuel, go to sleep. And if you are called, reply, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So really what Eli's doing is helping Samuel, who is not familiar with the Lord, to respond to the call. He doesn't know why the Lord's calling him, but he knows that he's calling him. In other words, he's helping Samuel to be able to respond to the Lord making it possible for him to get further instructions. Like, you know, because up to this point, all we see is that the Lord is calling to Samuel. We don't know what he wants yet, but he's calling to him. Okay, so then Eli tells him to say, uh, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening the next time he's called. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, speak for your servant is listening. And what that does, that gives the Lord an opportunity to speak and to reveal the next step of the plan, just as he did with Andrew and Peter and John. And the next step was, yes, Jesus said, follow me. I got, I got big things planned for you as my apostles. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We still don't know at this point in time what the Lord has planned for Samuel. But Samuel now has responded with an open heart saying, All right, Lord, I'm listening. Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. So the Lord did end up using Samuel. Once Samuel knew it was the Lord calling him, and then saying, okay, what do you want me to do? And again, sometimes you're going to get a big mission in life from God. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes it's the ordinary things. How can I help my spouse? What can I do for my children? How about the people at work? How can I maybe lead them to Jesus? Maybe I can volunteer at church. You know, something, whatever it may be. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Give me some ideas, Lord. Give me an idea of how I can serve you. The responsorial psalm, the theme is continued from Psalm 40. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. I have waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me. 
and heard my cry, and he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Sacrifice or offering you wish not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocaust or sin offerings you sought not. Then said I, Behold, I come. In the written scroll it is prescribed for me to do your will, O my God, is my delight, and your law is within my heart. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips, as you, O Lord, know. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. What a great attitude to have as we go into this new year, you know, a few weeks into the new year. Here I am, Lord, I'm at your service. How can I serve you, Lord? Please use me as your instrument. And you know, that is one prayer. If you pray that prayer, Lord, use me, he's going to take advantage of it. And and don't be scared. He's going to use you in a way that takes into account your weaknesses as well as your strengths. That's what I've found. He's not going to ask you to do something that you're incapable of doing. A lot of times, though, you have talents and gifts that you don't even realize you have, as, as with me. Believe me, public speaking was never something I thought I would be good at or wanted to do. But that changed once I began to open myself up to the Lord and His will. Let's look at the second reading, and we're going to try to fit the second reading in. Again, you know, you and I have talked about this in the past. The second reading isn't specifically chosen to match the gospel, the first reading in the psalm. The second reading in ordinary time just proceeds sequentially. Right now we are in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 6, and that's where we'll begin. But I always believe that with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can always find some connection because all of Scripture is the Word of God, the written Word of God. So therefore, there's a, there's a connection there. Let's see if we can find it. We're going to count on the Holy Spirit here as we look at the second reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 13. Brothers and sisters, Paul writes, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. How can we glorify God in our bodies? One of the best ways is to respond to his call and make ourselves, our bodies, available for his service. How about that for a connection? Responding to the call. Here I am, Lord. What did Samuel say? Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. And when we look at that gospel, we saw an example of that there as well. With Jesus, John the Baptist, saying to Andrew and the other disciple, presumably John, there he is. There's the Lamb of God. And what did they do? They made, their with their bodies, they made themselves available to Jesus. And then Andrew, after he followed Jesus, he went and used his body to reach out to his brother Peter. And look what Jesus did with Peter. He became the first pope. We've learned so much. We've benefited so much from Peter and his willingness to be available for the Lord. 
So, you know, as I read that second reading, it became, clear, became clearer to me that this is all about, these, these readings, they are all about responding to the Lord, not just with our minds, but with our bodies as well. Responding to the call, that's up to us. And certainly a, a, a subplot, not a subplot, what's the word I'm looking for? But the, another theme of these readings. Sometimes I hate that. I can't, get, I can't get the right word. It's easier when I write. I can just change things. But when you speak, anyway. Say I'm revealing my weakness to you. But another theme, or yeah, I guess a subplot you would call it, is leading others to the Lord. In order for them to respond, I... And the Lord counts on me to lead people to him. And then they can respond to him. So I play a role in this and you play a role in this. How are we leading others to the Lord? And are we responding to the Lord's calling in our life? And one of the ways he calls us is to use ourselves to bring people to him. You know, it all works nicely when we do our jobs. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be anything overly complicated. You start by being kind by smiling, by being friendly, by offering to pray some for somebody, asking how you can help if they're struggling. And then the Lord will often, through that action, open up a door. Maybe they'll want to find out more about the Catholic faith. Maybe they'll want to know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe they'll want to know about your relationship with him. But it all begins by that kind word, that smile. Boy, I'll tell you what, people can be so nasty anymore, both on social media or in real life, right? I'm sure you've encountered it. So we, the kindness can go a long way in leading souls to Christ, which gives them an opportunity to say yes to him once they encounter him. You got to get them to him first. That's what I believe a lot about the, the ministry that I do. I speak a lot to those who are anxious. And I, I do believe that my words are only going to go so far. I, I try my best to reason, to point to Scripture, to give them reasons why they shouldn't be anxious. But ultimately, my main goal is to send them to Jesus, knowing that he's going to take, it, take over from there. Once you have that encounter with Jesus, then things start to happen. Yeah, you get, generally, you get that peace that you're looking for, but then you also get an assignment. You know, it's not, we don't just go to the Lord to have our own burdens relieved. Once you, once you really encounter him, that desire begins to grow to serve him by letting him use you as your instrument. So anyway, responding to the call, that's what it's all about. I'm going to encourage you to res- respond to that call in some way in your life today. It might be just helping somebody in your house. It might be some extra prayers. It might be trying to lead somebody back to church into a relationship with Jesus. You do it through email. You can do it through a text. You can do it through a phone call. You can do it in person. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But we're called by the Lord. And it's up to us to respond. Well, believe it or not, we are just about at the end of the program. It does go by fast for me. I have to tell you, it goes by really fast. Sometimes it catches me by surprise. Followingthetruth.com is my website. Remember, you can find out more information about my work. You can pick up a copy of Give Up Worry for Lent, which is just a few weeks away. And you can find out about my daily email reflection as well. Thank you so much for for tuning in. It really means a lot to me that 
that um, you're able to tune into this program. And and if you want to just shoot me an email at Gary at followingthetruth.com and let me know that you're a listener. I would enjoy that as well. I thank you if you are uh, supporting my ministry financially. And I am so grateful for the support that I have gotten in the 12 years of full-time ministry now. It's Boy, the Lord has been so good to me, and you have as well. Thank you so much. If you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Gary at followingthetruth.com. Know that I'm going to be praying for you. And if you wouldn't mind, if you could send up a prayer for me and my family, I would greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the Lord's calling. How are we going to respond? Talk to you next time.